Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hello, everyone. We are coming to you today uh, at your lunch hour. Well, that's if you're on the West Coast and probably Mountain Time. Okay, those of you on the East Coast, you're probably getting ready for happy hour. But uh, anyways, so today uh, it's Angelica and I. We're doing uh, something a little different today. Um, the topic is overcoming the career excuse mentality. We all have it. I, I'm guilty of it myself. And uh, we're going to do a little different, uh, like I said, something a little different where Angelica has some questions that she has in a bowl and she's just going to randomly pick uh, some questions or some common career excuses or challenges that um, we oftentimes hear in our trainings and um, I'll answer it. We'll both answer it here. But before we get started, I do want to let everyone know that um, on um, uh, on uh, April 30th, uh, from 12.30 to 1 p.m. Pacific time, uh, Dr. Ortiz and I are going to be uh, doing a joint webinar, and the title of it is Leadership and Machismo, Disrupting the Status Quo of Leadership. So, um, you know, please sign up. You can find it on Eventbrite, and um, uh, also, we uh, if you're... Uh, want to be on our email list, join it. Uh, we just sent out an email blast. Uh, you can also uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or message me on LinkedIn and I'll send you the invite directly. So um, why don't we uh, get started, Angelica? Let's do it. Yes, exciting. I also, if you do not hear a popular excuse that you have told yourself, I challenge you to go ahead and email me at angelica at aspidaconsulting.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A. And go ahead and send me your excuse because these are the top excuses that we've heard um, over the last, you know, dozen webinars. Okay, so here's the first one. <laughs> Aha. I don't have any experience. I'm underqualified. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you know, okay, so I or we typically hear this from uh, uh, prof young professionals, uh, people that are starting off in their career, maybe college students or they've been early in their career. Occasionally, too, I will hear this from um, mid-level, senior-level professionals who are transitioning careers uh, or like it's happened in this last year because of the pandemic, um, they've had to transition careers. So the whole lack of experience. And um, first of all, folks, I mean, acknowledge that, right? That there are, we're, we're, we can't be an expert in everything. In my case, 
some of you have heard my story about having worked in the tech industry for 12 years for startups and then deciding that I wanted to make a transition uh, into uh, the career. And uh, excuse me, um, I, I just wanted to make a career transition. And a good friend of mine was at the time on the board of the local chamber of commerce. He ended up convincing me to apply and um, I, I got hired. What I have found in terms of to overcome um, some of this experience is, first of all, is what I want you to when I want you to do is always be looking to build on your skills. This is something that we hear, but more specifically, every opportunity, every job that you have, there is something that you learn that you can walk away and no one can ever take that skill set uh, from you. For example, I when I was in tech, I learned the whole piece of it of uh, of sales of you know networking of you know uh, I started doing some presentations right those are skills that I've learned and then also um, the other thing is always look at uh, learning uh, new skills uh, as well but here's the thing okay another way to approach this if you're lacking experience the one of the best ways that I have found is you're going to need to get really good at building and nourishing relationships or as we typically hear it, networking, networking. Because people are gonna need to get to know you and give you the opportunity for you to tell them what your story is. What have you been doing? What are you good at? What do you want to do in the future? And why do you want to do that? And that, that opportunity right there, it is golden when you can get someone to listen to you and give you that three minutes, that five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long it is that they give you, that's what you want. So that is very, very important to um, help you network. That's really what for me, knowing how to network is what truly has helped me transition so many uh, times. I mean, I transition careers 11 times. Okay. And so um, that really has helped me. I don't know anything else that you want to add? No, I, I feel like you, you really nailed it. I always, whenever this excuse comes up, the one, uh, the quote I always think of is, and I always forget who, who says it, but it's, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And yeah. so, I, yes. And so even though, I mean, obviously we all, we've all experienced it at one point where in, you're, you're fresh, you're new, or you, you don't have too much experience or you feel underqualified and obviously you're gonna have to ha kind of get over that defeatist mentality and you know take that leap that leap of faith because you know you never never yes. gonna know if you got that position or not so true. yes absolutely what's up oh. kitty you're good my friend i know <laughs> you're a great man at building relationships i see all the things that you do on linkedin my friend keep it up Okay, here's for our next one. Do, 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 do. Okay. Oh, another one. I'm really shy and introverted. Welcome to the yeah. club, folks. Welcome to the club. Okay. Yes, you see me, you know, doing these LinkedIn lives. You see me doing these webinars and all that type of stuff. But it truly, truly does drain me at, uh, afterwards. I actually this morning woke up early and did a LinkedIn training um, 
at eight o'clock in the morning. And then to top it off, we had some technical difficulties and people have, were unmuted and you could hear them having another conversation. Thank God it wasn't something, you know, whatever. But uh, anyways, it just was kind of stressing me out, but I had to maintain composure. composure. You know, here's something that has helped me um, build that emotional muscle of being more outgoing. And that is, first of all, I want you to realize that it is a process. Secondly, you also have to be in it for the long run. It's going to take time. How much time? I don't know. It's really, that part is individual. Some of us can get over it in a period of a month. In my case, 25 plus years. Okay. A long time. Yes. I'm a slow learner. Okay. <laughs> but you have to be in it for the long run. Also, you need to do things that push you out of your comfort zone and start with some baby steps. For me, one of the things that I, early in my career, uh, that I started to do is when I would walk into a meeting, I noticed that oftentimes the first row was empty. Even extroverts, people that I looked up to and I was just like in awe at the presentation skills and ability to just speak off the cuff, they wouldn't sit in the front row. They would either sit in the middle or be standing in the back. I'm like, why is that? And then I kind of, you know, realized, I'm like, oh, they probably think, you know, the speaker's going to pick on, uh, uh, ask them to speak, or maybe it's a VP of sales is going to ask them some questions. So they're like, oh, let me just kind of be, be, you know, further back. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to start sitting in the front row. And I started sitting in the front row and I would be oftentimes the only one. And for me, that was a small little victory over these extroverts. It's like I was playing this game, right? This competitive game here, you know, in my head. And it was just a small little victory. And see, folks, those little victories right there, it's like adding, you have a glass here, or imagine this water bottle here, and you add one grain of sand. It might, that one grain of sand, when the bottle is empty, it's going to seem like it's insignificant. But after 25 years of adding grains of sand, many times, many times, this bottle is overflowing with sand. In fact, I have a beach here, folks, okay? You just can't see my palm trees behind me now, mm -hmm. all right? But it's, again, you, those are the things that I encourage you if you're shy, if you're an introvert, some things to do. So Yes, a grain of sand and soon you will have a beach. <laughs> Fun thing a lot of people don't know is also I'm introverted where it runs in the family apparently um, and so one of the things that I think with public speaking or it's mostly actually having to do with networking that we get the I'm really shy introverted type thing um, I've come to realize like my patterns or my habits and I know I've come to uh, to the kind of realization that I'm the type of person where, you know, I'm not the dip your toe in the pool and like, oh, okay, now I'm comfortable. Sometimes I just have to dive right in and then, you know, deal, you know, just deal with those butterflies afterwards. So I think it's also yes. really important to realize what, what's, how are you keeping yourself back yes, from yes, jumping yes. into that pool? Okay, we have another one here. Um, we get this one a lot. I don't know how to write a cover letter or resume. Typically get this also with the, a lot of the young professionals and people who are typically, you know, applying 
online or trying to get their foot in the door with that interview. So, yeah. Okay, folks, here's the, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, this question here, I don't know how to write a cover letter or resume. Listen, um, I don't either. I don't. Okay. And I'm not going to hear pretend to give you some like, you know, I actually have some friends that I'm connected with. I'm happy to make an introduction that they can help you write a cover letter or your resume. But let me tell you something. I do know how to attract opportunities, folks. I do know without submitting a cover letter, without submitting a resume, or in instances where the company has asked me to submit a resume, it was more of a formality because yeah. HR wanted that, okay? HR. And here's the thing too, is if you are submitting a resume, the person you're talking to isn't the decision maker. Because, and actually, I'm going to find that video clip from my good buddy and mentor, uh, Ramon Nunez. This was a few months ago. I had him on Career Talk with OG, and he made the comment. He says, you know, Oscar, when someone gives me a resume, I turn it upside down, and I start talking to them because I really want to see and get a feel for their personality. And see, folks, if you're talking to a decision maker, Odds are they're not gonna, they don't give a really much care about your resume. They wanna know about you. And that's the part that many of us, 98% of job seekers miss, right? I hear some people like, oh my gosh, I applied, you know, to 100, you know, jobs online and I haven't gotten an interview. I'm like, dude, how many times do you need to bang your head up against the wall to realize like there's a door just to your left? And that is learn how to network. Absolutely. Right? Stupid ATS systems, okay? They're ridiculous. It's just a bunch of, you know, keywords and stuff like that. If keywords would have been the thing that uh, would have got me an interview when I did the career tra transition from tech to the chamber, no way would have I gotten an interview. So again, you really, really want to help with your resume or cover letter, send me a message and I will introduce you to, to, to folks. If you want to land a job opportunity without those two things, I just gave you some tips on how to do it. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but when I hear this, this kind of this excuse, I also think I feel like these are the same people where you're spending 10 minutes trying to decide which font you're going to use for your resume. <laughs> you're getting caught up in the technicality of things. There's something yes. else holding you back. So this is just one <laughs> layer of excuse. Okay. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh my goodness. Okay, another one. Uh -huh. I'm a horrible writer. Another excuse. Yeah, then um, folks, uh, here's the thing. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, okay? In today's um, technical social media world that we live in, um, I'm not the best writer either myself. I'm actually lazy at writing too as well. Um, but um, identify where your strengths are. Maybe it's video. Maybe it's audio. Or maybe it's making images with some text written, okay? What you really need to think about here from a career standpoint is knowing how to tell your story. 
learning how to tell your story and then choosing the right medium that works for you. That works for you. Lacero, buddy, thank you. I just saw Lacero. Let me tell you something about Lacero, okay? And, and, and is this guy's an engineer, okay? Stereotypically, and I'm generalizing here, I admit, engineers are not the best writers. They're like, think up here. But Lacero has his own podcast and he does also video interviews on his YouTube channel. And he, I had the honor to be on his show and I've seen some of, uh, some of his recordings. Here's the thing. Is he the best person at doing it? No. Is he bad at it? No. But the thing is, over time, I have seen Lazaro's quality improve. And the point that I'm getting at here is, is that those baby steps that you make and you're looking to improve and you just keep doing it, keep doing it, will help you. So don't worry if you are not good at writing. Identify where your strength is, focus on that, get some wins, build up your self-confidence, and then over time, you can you know maybe move into writing. The last thing that I wanna say here about this is, folks, nowadays we can find people to help us in anything, really. If you're not a good writer, you can get a ghostwriter. If you're not good at being in front of the camera, you can get someone to make some video still about you. Like it is, you know, the help is there. And by the way, Lazaro's um, podcast and his YouTube channel is called Success Innovation. So there's a link to his YouTube channel, but you can just look it up, Success Innovation. Um, great, great uh, content that he has, great people there. Terrific. Gonna go ahead and go with another one here. Let's see. I hate public speaking. <laughs> I think I just, yeah. you know, some of these are just based on your personality and your experience here. Yeah, public, but yeah. you know what? But I wouldn't say that I hate public speaking. No, it's certainly, no. um, uh, it, it, I still get nervous. I, I really yeah. do, honestly, I really do get nervous, but I, I control it. Here's the thing is, is that, and this is have helped me focus Take your eyes off yourself and put it on the needs of others. Take mm -hmm. your eyes off yourself and put it on the needs of others. So, for example, the training, you know, or even like right now what I'm doing, I mean, I'm not really getting any benefit. Neither is Angelica from, from doing this. The benefit is to those of you that are either watching it right now or maybe watch the replay later uh, or maybe on the podcast, right? That's the benefit. And so, therefore, I do it for you. And, and so this whole thing piece of like, I hate doing something, it makes it easier for me because it's like, you know what, it's not about me. It's not mm -hmm. about me. It's about you. And, and so I actually would encourage you to reframe whatever challenges you have. Think of why it is that you're doing it. And the more you can focus on the needs of others, it's going to be easier, believe it or not. I'm not saying that's like, you know, it's going to be 100% a piece of cake. No, it's not. But it's going to be, you're going to have a purpose, a meaning for why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. And realize you're not alone. Most people do not like public speaking. And <laughs> the fact that you recognize that it's something that you want to work on is a step in the right direction. There we go. Okay. Let's see. 
Oh, I don't like self-promoting or sharing my accomplishments. Yeah. You know, this is another one, too. They're right. That, um, that we hear. So let me share something with you, folks. Um, there's a time and a place for everything. There really is. There's a time when we do need to toot our own horn. Um, because if we don't, then how are people supposed to know that you're good at what you do? You know, that promotion. It's going to hold you back from that promotion, um, you know, financially moving up, et cetera, and so forth. Um, the challenge I think that oftentimes we have is, is that we see other people promote themselves and the way they do it comes across like they're bragging. And of course, none of us wants to come across like that, like we're bragging, right? Um, so let me give you some some tips on, uh, on how you can do it. First of all, let me get a little specific here with you as it relates to for, on your LinkedIn. So we're doing a LinkedIn live. Mm -hmm. On your about section, that is a key area where you can talk about how amazing you are. Talk about the work that you do, how you got into doing that, that, that job, that position, um, and what are some of the skill sets that you have or some of the wins, recognitions, rewards. And then you, if, if, if it applies to you, you can even also talk about where you want to go into the future, what you want to do. That is the right time where you are supposed to be talking about yourself, i.e., quote-unquote, bragging about yourself. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a featured section on LinkedIn, and there's the reason why they call it, they, you know, think of it like this. This is my, like, my bragging section. Feature section is my bragging section. I'm going to be talking about what I'm good at, okay? Maybe share some PowerPoints, some videos, uh, you know, like if it was Lazaro, maybe share some links to some of the talks, you know, that 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 he does, okay, on his success uh, innovation uh, channel, um, or maybe some posts, okay. The other way, the other way, talking about posts, there is a way where you can talk about yourself without coming across bragging on a post, and this applies if you are. A speaker, if you get an award, if you get recognized. One of the things that I see often on LinkedIn and just social media in general is that people like myself, trainers or speakers, will post something and say, I am honored that I spoke at ABC conference. The reality is you should be honored. You really should. <laughs> okay. But as as someone that is following you, can I tell you something? I don't give a crap that you're honored. I don't. Okay. Because that does nothing to me, it's all about you. So here's a different way. And it's what I call the boomerang effect. The boomerang, if you know how to throw a boomerang, it goes away from you and then obviously it comes back around. And so the boomerang effect is, is if you speak at an event, talk about either what the event was about, what were some key points about that event, Maybe a little story about how that event relates to you, your personal story. And then at the end, you can then uh, finish it off by saying, yes, you were honored to have spoken at that event. Because what you are doing is you are being grateful. You're honoring the host or that event. And you're also, to me, as the follower or the reader of that post, I'm walking away with some key nuggets from that. And you close it off with like, Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oscar, that you were at that event. 
That's what I mean by the boomerang effect. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's important also to realize that you you have the evidence to back it up. You have the, you know, the experience to back it up. So definitely it's not bragging if you're not if making if you're not making false claims. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do we want to do a couple more here? Yes. Or? yes. Okay. Let's see. Ooh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of, uh, uh, and you, you remember uh, too, because you and, and uh, David would watch this, but it reminds me of those that Christmas um, cartoon. Um, the Winter Warlock and um, what's his name? Yes. Chris Pringle. And uh, it would be just, you know, just put one foot in front of the other. Uh, yes. I forget. I, th yes. I think that might be the yes. name. Yes. <laughs> hey, oh, man, we're almost in May. We're almost Cinco de Mayo and I'm thinking yeah. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, like I just like to keep things very simple, okay? Where do you start? Literally, just take, put one foot in front of the other. Just take a little baby step. I, I, I say this, I've said this before, action beats perfection. Mm -hmm. Action beats perfection. You cannot steer a parked car, all right? Like, like <laughs> if, if you are thinking about, you know, making a career change, then you know what? reach out to your network and start with hello. Then maybe you can get a little more confidence and then be like, hello, Oscar, I'm thinking of making a career change. I've heard, you know, you may, you know, you know, you change careers more than you change your underwear. Like, can you help me? You know, just take those little baby steps. It's that's, I just want to keep it really, really simple. Baby steps, folks, baby steps. And it's a process. Yes, one foot in front of the other. Oh my goodness. Brought me back some memories. Ah, I won't get the position because of my age. Yeah, you know what, folks? I mean, there is age discrimination, no doubt about it. There definitely is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we still have a long ways to go uh, in that area. Um, so I'll speak from what we can control, okay, at, at the yes. moment, okay, uh, from that perspective. So, um, again, this is where networking really comes into play. But let me, let me expand beyond just networking, networking, okay? When you are um, uh, pursuing an opportunity, I highly encourage you to network with a broad group of people people within the organization and really start putting together uh, this team of supporters. Um, don't just, you know, look at connecting with the recruiter or the hiring manager, but really from the very beginning, you know, when, if you, well, it's not happening right now because it's all virtual. Okay. But, um, but if you have an assistant that coordinates a Zoom interview for you with that hiring manager, you know what? Network with that person too. Look to connect with them. Ask them if you can connect with them on LinkedIn. Every single person in that company that you are engaging, be building those relationships because you end up building that support team, people that can vouch for you. There have been times when 
someone in my organization, my team had influence in my decision on who to hire or et cetera and so forth. You just never know. There is that saying that, you know, the neck turns the head. Well, oftentimes we focus on the head, right? That hiring manager or executive, and we real we forget that maybe his or her uh, executive assistant could have put in a good word, or maybe you know you tick them off and they say something negative about you, and it's kind of like now there's that seated down. So th- when I say network in this case, that's what I mean to help you, you know, uh, with that um, ageism, um, the age issue. The other thing too, folks, is I've realized that every opportunity out there uh, has a shelf life, just like in professional sports. Um, I don't see Michael Jordan playing basketball anymore, okay? And even if he did, you know, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and all these other guys would kick Jordan's rear end, okay? In game of basketball. It's past his prime. Jordan's past his prime. There are there are many opportunities, job opportunities now, or positions where it has a certain shelf life. When I was in tech, I was doing sales, and I realized that I was reaching the top of my pay scale in the position that I was at, and that the company could hire someone younger, pay them half, okay, of what I was getting paid. And so it's kind of like, hmm, I think it's time for me to, you know, look for something else. So that's the other thing. Uh, and then the last point that I want to make about this is also realize that not every opportunity that you are fit for every opportunity out there and you need to be okay. Like I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> I don't need 10 job opportunities and job offers. I just need one that matches what I'm looking for and vice versa. Exactly. Exactly. Love that last point. Okay. I have another one here. Oh, I don't have a college degree. Good. Hopefully you're coachable. Okay. Cause there's a lot of educated. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of highly educated derelicts out there. Okay. Jeez. Like uncoachable. Right. Seriously. And hopefully you don't have as much college debt either. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, to that point, I was just on, uh, um, I think it was last weekend. I was on, uh, an event for UC Berkeley where we were welcoming, um, the students that had been accepted and hopefully, you know, get them convinced to go ahead and and uh, um, actually agree to, to attend Berkeley. And there was the representative from the financial aid office. And I, in fact, I think I shared this with you today. UC Berkeley, public university, four year degree. It, what, I think it's one hundred and fifty one thousand dollars. Yeah. Four year degree. Now, what if it's private? I mean, that's probably like double. Okay. Yeah. Three hundred thousand. Okay. So, um, anyways, no, but I mean, listen, go get a college degree. Okay. That's you want to do that. Go do it. But if you don't have a college degree, one realize, folks, also that today there are so many different ways that um, you can gain uh, experience. If one thing the pandemic mm-hmm. has really uh, shown us is the, I don't know, democratization of learning okay Mm. because you can go on to linkedin linkedin has an online learning platform uh in fact i don't know if this is still the case but i know for example if you got a library card from the santa clara library which they give it to you for free you can access linkedin learning for free Uh, but there's a lot of online courses that you can uh take and so if you don't have that college degree look at 
getting some type of education. Also, the other thing that I encourage you to do is that, and my friend David, who does, you know, uploads our the podcast, David is, is someone who helps, he is someone who helps me with my podcast, but he had zero knowledge and experience. What he had were two things. One is he had the time to learn it and the desire to learn it, how to do it. And he approached me and he said, hey, I'll help you. I'll learn it. I'm like, hey, listen, dude, let's do it because I don't have time and to learn it. Okay, so let's do it. And now he's been helping me now since September of last year with my podcast. And he now can take that new skill set and apply it and help other people now and who knows, maybe make some money, et cetera, and so forth. But that's another example. So don't let education hold you back. Yes. College degree does not determine your thirst for knowledge. Yes. All right. Let's do one more. One more. Okay. One more here. Be a good one. Be a good one. Oh, I love this one. I don't have time to post on social media slash create content. <laughs> yeah. Don't have time. Yeah, I don't have time. Have to, talk to watch, okay? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> folks. Uh, listen, we we all we all have twenty four hours, okay? So, but I, <laughs> but um, I get it that that's oftentimes we do hear this. It's like I don't have time. I don't have time, and. Um, and it's true. Then we end up spending X amount of time on some other social media platform or, you know, binge watching Netflix or whatever. The thing is, is that out of all the social media platforms, in order to be a power user on LinkedIn, it is really a power user on LinkedIn is someone that is posting once a day. A power user on, say, like Twitter, you got to be posting seven to ten times or tweeting seven to ten times a day. So it's a lot more activity. But for 99.9% .9 of you that uh, are on here or that watch this or listen to this, um, you're never going to be a power user, nor do you need to be a power user on LinkedIn. You really don't. So if you just post it maybe twice a week, that would be fine. But the other piece of it too is remember, it's not just posting. You can also just go in there and like a post or you can comment. Liking a post takes, takes like two seconds. Commenting, what can you say? You can just say, hey, thanks Oscar for that, that post. It was informative, right? As you get a little more comfortable, you, you can add a little more depth. But also this whole thing about time, it is like, it's like having a kid. I remember when before, uh, you know, when I was married, before we had kids, I'm like, to imagine having a child and, you know, on top of the things that we were doing, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we could do it, right? And then all of a sudden, a helica is born and, and then you go through this adjustment. Well, then all of a sudden God gives us David and they're 17 months apart. And for like the first four or five years, it felt like we had twins. Okay. But what happens is, it is, is that over time you get into a rhythm and it's like mm -hmm. you strengthen, you build that time muscle again, and you're able to take on more responsibilities. So again, take some small steps in what you're posting. And as you get more comfortable, you'll get more efficient and you'll increase your activity.
Well, that's it for all our excuses for today. <laughs> Excuse Wednesday. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that was, that was just good. Uh, Kelly, those, those are great questions. And uh, folks, we like I said, um, we wanted to do something a little different uh, today um, for Career Talk with OG. And really, we hope that uh, the answers that we provided today gave you some takeaways that you can immediately start applying to help you in your career growth, wherever you are. If you're just starting off, if you're transitioning careers, if you're thinking about transitioning careers, uh, we hope that uh, today really, really provided you with some um, actionable uh, uh, tips. So uh, thank you again. And next week, stay tuned because we have a special, special guest. Um, and um, I I'm going to tell you this. This special guest has to do with Apple, as in the company Apple. So, uh, looking at you're gonna love him uh, next week. So, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Angelica. Have a great time. Uh, rest of your week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspedaconsulting.com.